0: Hello, I am Ariel Munafo. And I am Moshe Ferber. And this is the Silver Lining Podcast, the podcast about security engineering.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to DIY Cyber Guide. This is episode 47 how small and medium sized businesses can be more productive and more resilient in using the cloud. Now, this is a hair on fire two out of five. This is something that every business owner should understand and get their hands around because being more productive is what you're in business to do. And being more resilient means that you can bounce back or be protected from the myriad of hacks and and, uh, uh, vulnerabilities that exist just by using the internet or using your network that you're trying to uh, use to run your business. So fundamentally, we wanna start with the definition of the cloud. Um, So I have a couple experts, uh, the, the same two experts I had on the last episode, we're gonna have back again today. Uh, We're going to talk about exactly what the cloud is, how to apply what the cloud can bring you to make you more efficient. Because at the end of the day, if you're running a law firm or you're running an accounting firm, you're running a flower shop, it really doesn't matter. Use the cloud for what it was designed to be, which is efficient, effective, and safe. And I'll give you a little bit of history. Way back in the early days of the internet, I'm talking like 1998, 99, uh, a little shop opened up from an Oracle executive called Salesforce.com. And his whole concept was, let's take these immensely expensive um, CRM systems, the, the same systems you use to keep track of your customers, and what have you said to your customers, and what have they written to you, and what are the issues... You keep all that in one place if, if you're a professional and that helps you serve your customers better. At the time, Oracle was charging in a, well, what we can now call an obscene amount of money for those services. They were big, bulky, very, very expensive, required a ton of training. And what salesforce.com essentially said is, we could just make a website out of all of this and make it easy for you to turn it on, as easy as it is to find our website and log in. And then all of that computing power Is simply there. Your data is there. Your computing power is there. It's all there in the cloud. Now, that changed a lot of things. The first issue that people had was "Ah, it's my data. This is my business. If I lose control over the first last name of my customers and how much they bought and what they did, I'm out of business. But here we are, almost 25 years later, and that has not been a serious issue never with with Salesforce.com. As far as I know, and I could be corrected, they've never experienced that kind of breach that would actually expose their customer data. And CRM is not the only type of business that has that kind of success record, helping businesses do what they're designed to do without spending all their time and resources working on the services. So here with me to talk about this today is Ariel Manafo and Moshi Ferber. Moshe manages the Israeli chapter of the Cloud Security Alliance and has been a cybersecurity professional for over 20 years. Ariel is the founder of cloud computing companies and has worked in IT for over 20 years. These are the same two guests I had in our last episode. It was so good, we just had to bring them back for a follow-up. So, Gentlemen, welcome back.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having us again.
1: World. Absolutely. So let's let's start with the history. I always I always believe that if you understand the history of the cloud, you can understand why it was created and why it is uh, why it has advanced to what it's become today. Um, so where where else? What's another good example of where the cloud computing began? Another success story.
0: Well, uh, when I talk to people, they always tell me, ah, mainframe is like a cloud, and the hosting is like a cloud. But actually, the way that uh, we look at it is that uh, the cloud started with Amazon back in, I think, 2004 and 2005. Sure. Amazon Amazon had a challenge. What is the challenge? I mean, throughout the year they needed like the same amount of computer power. What happened toward the end of the year? Cyber uh, uh, Cyber Monday, Black Friday, uh, you know, all the yes. of frenzy before Christmas, and they needed more computer power. So the legend—I'm using the word legend because I'm not sure the story is entirely correct. The legend says that they needed something to do with the extra computer power that they had after the big peak, after the season uh, the season uh, is over, they needed yeah. to do nothing with the extra computer power. And this is where they came up with, uh, this is when they realized that it's very hard to shift hardware from one designated goal to another one. So if you have a production server, and now you want to give them to the developers to develop upon, it's very hard to do this move. I mean, you have to, get the computer to the server to connect to a different network and reformat right. everything and install everything from scratch. And this is a very manual and hard work. And they're trying to, yeah. what Amazon did was trying to automate this and make it faster. And this is where they come up eventually with Amazon Web Services.
1: Right, which is effectively taking all all of that knowledge and expertise and offering it to other companies that wanted to do other things with the cloud
0: bottom line as we see with other companies those company those uh, amazon is not an it company but because it was so uh, important in the daily operations they mastered the work of it so they managed right do something new with IT. Same thing for Netflix. Netflix has taught us a a lot about DevOps, about how to do cloud-native security, how to do cloud-native operations. Why? Because cloud and IT became such a big phenomenon, big important part in Netflix broadcast system. Right. Um, So this is a very interesting uh, how Amazon, from a company that used to sell CDs and books, moved into competing with, with IBM, Google, and Microsoft, like IT company. So this is a very interesting story, but this is maybe for another episode because we are here to talk about how small and medium businesses can use the cloud. And with that, I have to say that Amazon and Google and Microsoft, that we talked about them in the previous chapter, and also we mentioned them now, they are what we call, um, sorry, they have two types of services. They have the services of infrastructure and platform as a service, this is right. where I install my own software. This is where I develop my own software as a customer, and right. this is less the scenario of small and medium business. When we talk about small and medium business, we usually talk about software as a service.
1: Right. You're not going to have uh, uh, coders and developers and and people writing software for a small and medium sized business. You're gonna you're gonna either outsource that or take something what's called off the shelf. Right. Take a service that's already wrapped up exactly. and provided for you.
0: Unless yeah. uh, you're a high-tech company, but that's a different... Sure.
1: Uh, that's a different story <laughs> altogether.
0: They have a different requirement. We're talking about yeah. lawyers and uh, small uh, family shops and uh, accountants and basically everybody who needs computer power, but computing is not the core business. Right. So software as a service, what is software as a service? Somebody developed the software. Up until before the cloud, they used to ship us the software in a CD And we needed the IT infrastructure to install it. So we needed uh, servers and Active Directory to have our users and a storage device and a backup machine and uh, access gateway. And we firewall to connect everything to the internet. So we needed a lot of infrastructure in order to make this software run. And also we needed a lot of IT people to make sure that it works. So this is where SMBs were falling short. Um, Large uh, organizations were able... To buy this software and ran it because they had the unclean infrastructure. But if you are a new lawyer company, if you are a new company anywhere, you don't have the infrastructure, and you cannot buy the better, the best software. And then you fell back on the competition. Right when you when the cloud changed this, because in a moment in a in the cloud era, you can get an enterprise grade software, but you don't need all the infrastructure that it lays on. It
1: so really so the awesome. same product that a, a fortune 100 company would have mm-hmm. access to you have access to with your you know 10 or 15 employees exactly. uh, or 100 or whatever the whatever the scale is
0: yeah so you mentioned salesforce so salesforce is a company that used by the world's largest banks and also this is a company thats used by world's smallest pro, uh, providers companies and the nice thing is whenever salesforce rolls out a feature it goes to everybody the smaller, everybody and the large providers. Some of those features might be paid one, but again, you're paying for a feature that you need. And if you don't need it,
1: don't use and it. And some of those features that's really important to mention are security features because every software package, package, if you, if you beat it up long enough, you'll find a vulnerability in almost everything. And that's what hackers do morning, noon, and night. That's mm-hmm. their job. Find the vulnerabilities and exploit them. So as those vulnerabilities come to light, as a user, you don't have to think about it. Um, if you trust the company like a Salesforce mm-hmm. or other other cloud computing companies that have a good pedigree, they'll do it for you and they'll stay on top of it. And so, if they so don't, they'll go yeah. with the reputation.
0: So let's give two examples. Uh, the first example, um, I moved my uh, wife, my wife has a law firm and I moved her like six or seven years ago into uh, G Suite, Google uh, Google uh, Enterprise Edition. Suite. Mm -hmm. enterprises j suite i think it called it now they call it google workspaces they keep changing the name yeah (laughs) yeah it's one of the more popular package for a small medium businesses also for large enterprises but small medium businesses basically let's talk about it for a second google offer you identity offer you email services offer you some kind of a, a storage place to keep your files like a google drive Microsoft mm-hmm. has the same package with Office 365. You get an email and uh, OneDrive, so basically similar packages. Every small and medium business will probably use them. So I moved my wife uh, six or seven years ago. Every time Google adds a new feature, I get a new feature. With I don't I, I get a new feature and I don't have to work for it. I don't have to install everything. So right. um, so when they introduced two FA, I had. To have multi-factor authentication to all my employees. Uh, yeah. then they introduced the fact that you cannot access this the GCP, sorry, the G Suite services if you don't have code on your machine. If you don't have password on your mobile phone, you cannot access.
1: Yeah. You're talking about a one-time passcode that's sent through a text message, right?
0: Exactly. So yeah. every time they added a new security. <clears throat> I get it and i don't have to do anything and they added more and more features throughout the years and i get it for free i'm still saying they're paying the same price second example just uh as we record this everybody around us in the security world are running around in a pack pet- to patch their exchange servers so there's a big sure. vulnerability uh, that affects exchange servers every exchange server that is out there and open is can is probably compromised and many of my colleagues are now running around and patching their own uh, email servers.
1: Right.
0: Which which one of my colleagues are not running around uh, trying to patch servers?
1: The guys. The that ones that moved to the cloud. cloud. Yeah.
0: Why? Right. Because Microsoft are responsible for patching those, and it's not our responsibility. So, uh, two examples why SMBs should definitely adopt cloud computing.
1: So let's talk about that in a little more detail. Your example of moving your wife's law firm from whatever they were using into the cloud um, and the examples you gave uh, after that of you know, everybody bringing around, around, patching their Microsoft Exchange servers. I'm going to guess that about half of my listeners are now breaking out in a cold sweat because they've got a server that was set up in 2007 sitting in the closet in the back of their shop that has been running You know, basically their, their core business software since the day they turned it on. And they probably don't want to do that anymore. So um, say more, what would you say to that You know, me, uh, shop owner or that business owner who's got 50 employees and they want to stop using that server in the back closet and they want to migrate to Google Suite or to other cloud service providers? What's the first step? What do they need to do practically if they don't think they are competent enough in IT to do it themselves?
0: Okay. Um, so first of all, as, uh, as you're already saying, let's repeat this for a second. Every a small and medium business will probably use either G Suite or Office 365 for identity and for emails. Um, the way to move over there, if you don't have IT confidence, is get someone to move you to there. Get a professional. It's a one-time gig. Okay. okay. Um, so it's worth the money. And usually there are providers that are doing this at a small and medium business cost. Okay. It's not to, in the beginning where cloud began, only very few companies had the skills to move somebody to the cloud. But today, even the guy from the computer shop down the road can do that. Again, why? Because okay. Office 365 is also used by consumers, by you and me. Okay. Right. My daughter has an Office, Office 365 account from her school. They're delivering it uh, to uh, education almost for free. So um, many people are using Office 365. That means that there are many people who are able to migrate you to Office 365. Um, and again, different level of expertise, but this is the way to begin. Now, okay. the,
1: mm-hmm. Let, let's give some keywords to the listeners. So, so you know, you're one of the listeners who's breaking out in a cold sweat right now. You want to, as soon as possible, get rid of the vulnerability Uh, So you go to your search engine and you start tapping in keywords. So uh, you definitely want to type in, uh, you know, Google suite migration, uh, managed service provider or MSP. Uh, What are some other keywords that this, that this listener wants to type into their search engine uh, to try to find a local, obviously your zip code, so you Mm -hmm. can find somebody local because that's important. Um, But what else, what else is important?
0: Well, first of all, uh, what you really want to uh, decide is what kind of uh, licensing you need for that. Okay. okay.
2: Uh,
0: so the uh, the biggest problem with the cloud provider today is that they have a very complex licensing system. True. So this is why you need a probably a professional to analyze what you need and help you with that. There are different. So situations. what you're
1: talking about? Do you, do you need do you need email? Do you need email and Word, Power? Or documents like uh, like Microsoft Word or Google yeah so, um Google Docs etc. First of all, figure out can, what you need.
0: Exactly, Microsoft can sell you Office three sixty five with Office without Office. You can buy right. Office separately. Okay, in Google, you need to buy the Office separately because it's Google. Or right. start, <laughs> start working with a Google Office, a Google Docs, and the Google spreadsheet with the different scenario. Get a professional to help you do that. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, and also, and one important thing, maybe
2: Moshe, that if you already have a business and you need to move it, you know, you can begin from nothing, like Moshe said. Even our kids in in school, at least here in Israel, they, you know, they enter, they use, and and it's okay. But if you are a company that have some kind of history, like you said, the small storage or computer in the down down around the stairs uh, you need to really to keep this data and to move it to the cloud so this is i think mainly the idea that you need someone to to help you move the the stuff let's say and what do you
1: think about the community ariel so if you're running a, a small law firm you can ask the owners of other law firms how they either got onto the cloud or who helped them migrate to the cloud yeah
2: yeah, the, the, this is the, always the best uh, tip that you can give. Ask someone that uh, already uh, did that, and uh, and you know, and get a uh, reference. Uh, but like Moshe said, I think that uh, in this world of uh, SaaS, that it's uh, uh, mainly uh, uh, 365 teams or a, or a, or a Google uh, G Suite. It's really uh, a, there are a lot of people that know how to do it, even uh, small IT companies or uh, freelancers.
1: Excellent. So, so doing a keyword search, talking to your community, or doing a keyword search on your favorite search engine, uh, DuckDuckGo or Google or whatever you use, um, should should find plenty of people. You should be able to find plenty of people yeah. who, who won't charge you, who shouldn't charge you an arm and a leg. And remember that the project that you're asking the service provider to perform is either a, a new setup, if you're a brand new business and you have no data, or you're asking for a migration from whatever that box is you got in the closet in the back to either G Suite, broadly defined, or Google Workspaces, or Outlook 365. Yeah, uh,
2: and, you know, and maybe Outlook you know,
1: 365, Microsoft's product. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, another maybe tip uh, when you work with uh, resellers of uh, of uh, of clouds uh, that uh, they sometimes can give you some kind of uh, of um, um,
1: uh, discount. Uh, discount?
2: Yeah. yeah sorry. worries. <laughs> A small uh, kind of discount, and uh, even you know if you have fifty or more. Uh, you should ask for that because this is uh, where they get a margin and you can argue with them or ask them and find someone that is also good uh, enough to do the work and also to give you a a kind of discount.
1: Perfect.
0: Usually the model is uh, like this. If you go to Microsoft website, you can buy uh, Office 365 with, I think, $19 per mailbox. Okay, don't catch me uh, uh, about the right amount. But if you go to a partner micro um, you buy it at the same price at 19 dollar per mailbox, but they give you also support why because Microsoft give them discount from the 19 they pay 17 or 16 and they keep the the they keep the three dollars or two dollars to themselves. So on this on this amount they give you the support. so you pay the same thing but you also get the local support, which is a nice model.
1: That, that's a great model, but also everybody keep an eye out for that. So if, if you're buying the product through a service provider, know that they're making a profit on that. They're making a little bit because micro, because Microsoft or, or um, um, Google is giving that provider a discount and they're making the margin. So let them make the margin, but don't let them keep on other service fees on top of that. Know that they're already making money if you buy it through them.
0: Yeah, and bottom line, make sure that you get <coughs> if you buy it from them, make sure that you get something from them and support. Otherwise, you can go to right. Microsoft website and buy it. So that's the idea. Right. Uh, so this is the model. So I think that your files should go to either Google Drive or OneDrive. Those are probably the more um, uh, most popular services. Your email should go into uh, Exchange three sixty five or uh, um, or uh, uh, G Suite uh, emails, Google email. Yeah. And basically, after that, there are so many services you can adopt on top of it. I mean, you can host your website in Office 365, and today you have Google sure. Sites that can uh, do this. Uh, now, if you're interest, when you're looking for another services, for instance, like CRM, so Microsoft already had one, have one built in, um, and Google will, can give you the identity and access information to a different service. So basically, it's a good platform to begin with and start growing to further services what type of other further services we mentioned crm i think it's a mandatory for smbs um, yeah. yeah also all the all, all the marketing tools today they interact with your office 365 or g suite so you can do right. sign on you can uh, bring your users from those services um uh, and the easy today the integration is really easy sometimes you don't even need a professional and everything yeah, is device yeah and also everything is accessible from all your devices mobile phone and stuff like this i mean traditionally when you had a server in your shop and you wanted access from your mobile phone it was a nightmare i mean you needed sure. some kind of a vpn gateway and ssl and it always looks weird because they never knew how to do this on a small screen but in the cloud yeah. i mean yeah we have the same functionality from a mobile phone or from your uh, a laptop. I mean, it's
1: just- now that's a really, really important point. I mean, so for those of you who are have that server in the back room somewhere, uh, you probably don't have that feature. You have to be physically on premises to be able to access all the information that your system has to offer, and that that is invisible. Uh, mobile access, multiple uh, device access. You know, getting an access in a library computer or an airport computer. If you're stuck doing that. You can still get access to some of the critical files that you need. Now, just a note: if you if you ever access your own system in a public format, make sure that you can erase the password. Make sure that you do not click yes, save the password. Uh, And if you're unsure, you have a weird feeling after using an airport computer or something, go and change your password. Just go back, just log in. Because with both of these services, Office 365 or Google Suite, Google Workspace, um, changing one password changes. your access to all the systems at the same time effectively so but do that and do that often i try to do that around the first of the year regardless uh, when the last time i changed the password is just to update all your cloud computing passwords and that's a good way to stay safe
0: yeah, yeah. and definitely turn on your uh, multi-factor authentication make sure that you authenticate through the phone and um uh, basically Keep a good hygiene. I mean, every professional can give you the five tips, like opening an MFA, and uh, make sure that um, your Google Drive don't have too much uh, folders which are public, and make sure that everything that you share, um, you pay attention to, and you should be very in a good place from security point of view.
1: Right, and security, like you know, we talked about before, becomes invisible. Um, so, all right, so we so we talked about how it helps in terms of security. Um, resilience comes right along with that. A major attack also becomes invisible to you because the company has to deal with it. Microsoft or Google in this scenario mm-hmm. would need to deal with that attack and protect you from that attack. So as long as you're using a safe password, as long as you have two-factor authentication turned on and you get that passcode email, uh, text message to your mobile device, you, you really should be in pretty good shape And then the only other thing is, how can you learn to use the tools to be more productive? How can you use what those tools have to offer to actually run your business better and spend less time on a computer and more time running your business?
0: Mm -hmm. I just say one word about resiliency. Um, Yeah. um, It's true that you're more resilient, but what you really need to uh, think about now is the internet connection from your office to the cloud. Because that's become yeah. a bottleneck, and it's and also the, uh, your entire system is based on it. I mean, if you have yeah. some kind of a CRM application and people are coming in and you need to feed feed all their information into the CRM, if you don't have internet connection, then uh, you have some kind of a problem. So invest in having a good internet connection, fast internet connection. Also invest yeah. in some kind of a backup. Today, it's very easy to do backups, a cellular line, I mean, going to cellular hotspot, a cellular router. So it's very easy today. Just simply make sure that you have good internet connection and a redundancy in case something happens to the internet.
1: The redundancy is a very, very good point. Uh, we will have links in the show notes to Uh, the two services that Moshe just mentioned, uh, just go to diycyberguide.com and search for episode 47 or the number 47, and you'll see all these links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. All right. I think think we've covered the the gamut or at least enough for one podcast. So um, thanks, guys, for being on the show again.
0: Thank you for having us. Thank you for hosting us. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. And we'll have links on how you can find out more about Ariel and Moshe and what they do uh, also in the show notes and on the profile page
0: perfect thank you thank you
1: okay Bye. um guys that that was perfect for my segment uh do you guys want to do more for your podcast or do no, you no, have no. enough? It's-